You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's get into wide receiver rankings. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. So these were my rankings coming into Thanksgiving Day. I haven't touched them since then. Okay. Right. We'll see how this lo- looks out. The first thing I noticed was that Chris Olave was way too low. That's yeah, I, 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 I thought had, he was low putting these together. I had him at like <laughs> 27 or something, like something yeah. really low. So like that's not right. <laughs> I mean, so, now granted, um, granted, they are going against the 49ers. Very which, tough matchup. Yeah, especially with Andy Dalton at quarterback. I don't know how much I trust that. But I don't. You know, I they don't have trust to. It. The Saints have to move the ball just a little bit. And Alvin Kamara's kind of been quiet these past few weeks. Maybe he's yeah. due for a game, but Chris Olave is very good. He could I don't have, love I think, Olave, but well, he no. can be fine. <laughs> yeah, in terms of I love his talent, but the quarterback situation is just no good right now. So Justin Jefferson at one, that worked out. Yep. Tyreek Hill against Houston at number two. Stefan Diggs at three. Uh, he did pretty well, yep. fantasy-wise. Devontae Adams at Seattle at four. Dude's been balling. The fact I feel that like that's did, a really good start this week, dude. The feel like the feel like I feel like Devonte, like the way he, the way he did his thing against Denver last week, like he's on a mission right now. Yeah, to save the three and seven Raiders, I don't think he can do it, but you know he's gonna do his best. He ain't gonna save that, but he's gonna save fantasy <laughs> managers. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what what kind of terror is he on right now? Seventeen targets, fourteen targets, thirteen targets the last three weeks, and he's caught twenty six of them, and he's gone for over one hundred twenty yards. In each of the past three games, hundred over 140 in each of the past, in two of the past three, and he has five touchdowns. Like he's Jeez. leading receivers and touchdowns. I hope this terror continues. And this has been against pretty good defenses. Like Indianapolis isn't anything to sneeze at. Yeah, dude. And Denver, we know Pat Sertan. Uh, he was catching a few words from Devontae at the end of the game last week. Yeah. Um, one more matchup against Seattle, who has been all right against receivers, you know, but um. Doesn't the matter way, the, the way Devontae Adams is playing. He's he's matchup proof <laughs> and he's quarterback proof. You know, Derek yeah. Carr, he, he can elevate the play of, of any quarterback that he's with. AJ Brown, I have him here at number five against Green Bay. He runs most of his routes against Jerry Alexander, but Alexander hasn't been great as of late. And right. I don't see Hertz shying away from targeting Brown in Jair's coverage. And quarterbacks aren't really shying away from him, you know, targeting him. They're, they're targeting him at the second highest rate. Um, you know, with you know, among the three corners that they have, starting corners that they have. So I'm not worried about him at all. So AJ Brown, I feel like, you know, without Dallas Goddard there, we saw him and uh Devontae Smith get a huge target share last week. Um, you know, without in the first game without Dallas Goddard. And I feel like moving forward, AJ Brown has a tremendous ceiling. Yeah. I, I like AJ Brown every week. He's been quiet the past few weeks. I think last well, yeah, against Colts he had nine. And then the bad game, the bad, bad games against Washington where only had one catch. Yeah. One for seven yards. So He's due. You know, he's going to do due. fine just against the Packers. The Packers have not been very good. Um, they look good against my Cowboys, 
and then they're back to being the same old Packers. <laughs> so I, I think that this is a good matchup for AJ Brown, especially on Sunday night. You know, Eagles have been good. Um, there's no reason to think that he's not going to be able to do his thing. You're starting him as a wide receiver one, a solid wide receiver one at least, with high-end wide receiver one upside every week, even against Jair Alexander, like we said. He hasn't looked like the Jair Alexander we're used to seeing. And, yeah, it's true. Know, yeah, so... And, and he and he's not shadowing either, so... No. It, it, not that it matters. I yeah, it wouldn't matter with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's one of those receivers. It doesn't matter if he gets shadowed or not. You know, if he was going yeah. up against... I don't know who's a good who's a good corner Trayvon Diggs. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, if say he was going up against a guy like Darius Slay, who's on his team, you know, it's not going to matter who shadows him. It's a 50 50. It's I think it's better than 50 50 with AJ Brown. You know, you're okay throwing it to him regardless of who's covering him just because he's that kind of talent. CD at number six here. Uh, I'm on at seven, should have had him higher. Jalen <laughs> Waddle at eight against Houston. They've given up the least amount of fantasy points to wide receivers over the last eight weeks. Um, tough matchup, but you can't count against count against these Miami receivers. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You just have to start them. And this is like my confidence in terms of like, what is my confidence starting in this week? <laughs> and Jalen Waddle, like, you know, he can have that game against any, any, any team pretty much. Yeah. Um, just to talk about, you know, he, he just kind of glossed over Alman Rooks Brown because we talked about him. Do you think yeah. he'll be moving him up in the rankings moving forward? Like next week, you think he'll be top five or, um, potentially, you know, good, it's tough being a good matchup because, it, yeah, it's tough because, you know, you got JJ, you got Hill. You know, I'm still going to rank Diggs above him. You know, Devontae, like, if he's continuing to be on the tear, you got to rank him above him, too. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, you know, the only guy I can see myself putting over him is maybe Jamar Chase, who I have at nine. Um, you know, yeah. I only have Jamar Chase at nine because he's making his return this week. Uh, you know, it's a good matchup. But, like, if they limit him a little bit, that's what I'm yeah. a little bit concerned about. Not too concerned because I still have him in my top ten. You know, that's yeah. why I have him lower than I normally would. Uh, because it's a but it's a great matchup though. So I'm firing mm-hmm. him up. But I can see him maybe being there. AJ Brown, even, you know, with with Dallas Goddard being out. Um, you know, CD, I'll probably be ranking Amara St. Brown rest of the season over CD. I would say over over Jalen Waddle, maybe. Um, but Waddle, he comes through, man. He gets those two touchdowns sometimes, and yeah, you know, he has those huge monster games, which is awesome. But yeah, Amon Ra, the way he's been playing and the way he's being targeted lately, yeah, you gotta I think he'll be top five. All right. That, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And with Jamar Chase, you know, we're kind of moving through the rankings, but at nine. I actually saw a report that they are just going to ease him into the offense, something like that. I'm not sure if that's yeah. gonna be if that's like this it's week possible. during practices or if that's gonna be in the game. I think even if he's eased in, you know, he's the type of receiver where he can get five or six targets a game and turn that into a hundred yards pretty easy. Exactly, exactly. Especially yeah. against Tennessee. It could easily happen. And, you know, with Tennessee, it's like, you know, if they choose to take a wide receiver, it, it, they have so many weapons that, you know, it's going to be tough for them to take wide receivers away. So, yeah. Um, I have DeAndre Hopkins at 10. Uh, it looks like Kyler is back this week. He's going to be back this week. So I moved Hopkins back into the top 10 against the Chargers, who, you know, haven't been great. This is probably going to be a high-scoring game, too. So uh, fire hop up, you know, Kyler's favorite receiver. Yeah. I don't think there's any reason to not start him. I think he had his first quiet performance of this season last yeah. week. Um, without Kyler. Predi- predictably, you know, without Kyler Murray and um, against a good 49ers defense. Yeah. It was um, still no a reason- decent game, though. You know, like, yeah. he, I think he did all right, like, if I'm not mistaken. He still had 18 points. By his week. standard, it was 9 for 91. From Look at his games so far this year. 10 for 103, 12 for 159, and a touchdown. And against Seattle in week 9. Four for thirty-six. That was a quiet game, and yeah. then he comes out and just 
goes 10 for 98 and 9 for 91. The dude is on a mission, man. Like, he's been balling since he yeah. returned. Um, you know, I wasn't expecting him to be a wide receiver one, but he is pretty yeah. much right now. I, I think with Kyler Murray coming back, that could get better, too. There's no reason not yeah. to start him. Um, it, it was interesting to see how he was able to do it with Colt McCoy last week. It's still quiet, like I said, by his standards from what we've seen, but things could be really good down the stretch. He could be, I don't want to call him a league winner because he came back pretty relatively early to be called a league winner at this point. But, you know, if you've been, if you're stashing him on your bench, you're extremely happy with what you've seen from him. Amari Cooper moved him up to number 11 here. Finally, he's at home. (laughs) Yeah. Against Tampa. Listen, if he has a good game at home, this is going to be hilarious. Like, I just want him to go throughout (laughs) the rest of the season and have only good games when he's at home and only bad games when he's away. Yeah. That would would be the best. Like, I would love that narrative (laughs) to just continue. Um, But, you know, against Tampa, Tampa isn't, you know, the best passing defense in the world. I think that, you know, it's going to be. It's going to be interesting because this game, you know, I, I never know what to expect out of Tampa and their offense, yeah. uh, but this has the chance to be a high-scoring game. I think it can be. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the Jacoby Brissett, you know, um, end of starting tenure performance where he just goes off. And then I bet – so Jacoby Brissett could go off, you know, maybe. I could just see this happening. He goes off. And then Deshaun Watson comes back and doesn't play well. And people will be clamoring for Jacoby Brissett to come back in. I can see something <laughs> like that happening. That will be ridiculous. I think Amari Cooper is a very good receiver. And he, like, like we talked about, he's at home. Um, so that's good news for him. Uh, I'd like to see him up here at 11. Last week we had him at 20. We moved him up to like 14. But he, he's he's been quietly one of the best fantasy receivers outside of consistency. You know, he has been consistent. But he's been winning you weeks. So that's all you can really ask for. I, I like Amari Cooper at 11. And rest of the season with – Deshaun Watson coming back. We'll see how he gets targeted next week. He could potentially move up even higher. Tampa has has given up the six most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers this year. So he's at home, and it's a good matchup. Yeah, uh, Terry McLaurin at number 12 here at, against Atlanta at home. This is a uh, Swiss cheese type of matchup, and that's what you want. Um, <laughs> Atlanta <laughs> has been giving up the ninth most fantasy points uh, to uh, wide receivers on the perimeter over the last four weeks, the eighth most this season. So McLaurin has a really, really good matchup. He's been hyper-targeted. So fire him up. You know, I I liked him as a you know wide receiver one last week. That didn't really work out so well. But I think this week he, he comes through. Yeah, this is the type of matchup you want, you know, for Terry McLaurin. And the way the commanders have been playing, you know, there's no reason not to start him. It's actually been, it's actually been pretty promising what we've seen from Taylor Heineke and the offense overall. Um, it looks a lot better. And Terry McLaurin's finally getting those targets that he deserves. We talked about that couple weeks in a row now how Carson Wentz wasn't really you know targeting Terry McLaurin but now he's getting those targets um I like him as a low-end wide receiver one a high-end wide receiver two ideally I would like to play him as a wide receiver two in my lineup but if he has to be a wide receiver one sometimes that's the way it works and he has that type of upside to be a wide receiver one he's not going to compete with guys like AJ Brown he's not going to compete with guys like Tyreek Hill but he's going to have a nice enough floor and and an attractive enough ceiling to you know kind of warrant wide receiver one consideration moving forward the rest of the season, as long as Taylor Heineke stays healthy. Uh, I have Mike Evans up next here. Uh, Mike Evans also has a pretty good matchup. We talked about this Cleveland-Tampa matchup. Um, You know, Cleveland has not been good on the perimeter. Mike Evans runs most of his routes on the perimeter, and they've given up the fifth most fantasy points uh, to wide receivers on the perimeter. So Mike Evans has a chance of having a big game. Um, You know, I could totally see 
you know, moving him up and playing him over Terry McLaurin, you know, pretty easily. Um, but yeah. McLaurin has just an even better matchup than Evans, and he's been the one hyper-targeted, and Mike Evans also has, you know, Godwin to kind of take some targets away. Uh, but he's been getting it done, you know, for the most part with Brady. They're coming off the bye week, and I feel like, you know, if this is a high-scoring game, Mike Evans can do his thing. Yeah, and does it feel like it's been ages since we've seen the Bucks play for some reason? Maybe <laughs> it really it's because has. they were in the 9.30 game in Germany. They're 9.30. You know? <laughs> Maybe that's why it feels like forever. But it feels like forever because I remember we were talking about, oh, how are we going to rank, you know, Rashad White and Leonard Fournette when they come back? And now we're sitting here talking about the receivers. I'm like, when was the last time we saw these guys play? <laughs> this is, it feels like it's been forever. But Mike Evans, you know, coming off a bye, you know, with Tom Brady at quarterback, I don't feel like they're going to come out sluggish. I think that the Bucks are going to be just fine. I like a high-scoring game between Cleveland and Tampa Bay. That would be great to see. Um, Mike Evans, he's been quiet, I think, the past couple weeks that he has played, um, at least compared to what we're used to seeing from him. But um, he he can definitely get it done for Tom Brady's a quarterback. He likes throwing it to him. Chris Godwin's been the target magnet. You know, he's been getting most of the targets recently. But Mike Evans, you can't keep you can't rule out a touchdown, just a, a jump ball, you know, contested catch touchdown every week. I, I think Mike Evans is good. And we haven't seen the consistency as a wide receiver one just yet, but as wide receiver two, Mike Evans has been really nice for you in your, yeah. in your lineup. And he's going to continue re- to do that. I really like the matchup this week. I also like T Higgins matchup as well uh, yeah. against Tennessee. You know, we talked about Jamar chase, but you know, if you look at like the matchups for, for the, for these guys, like on the perimeter, Tennessee has gotten a little bit better over the last four weeks. Uh, they went from giving up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers um, to give up the 18th most in the last four weeks. So yeah. they've definitely improved. However, if you saw what some wide receivers were able to do against Tennessee over the last couple of weeks, um, you, know, you know, Christian Watson, right, got the two touchdowns last week. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there are situations where Tennessee can give up some points. So, you know, when you have talents like T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, Tennessee has gotten got it done when there's like a clear alpha and they could like kind of take that alpha away. But in this case, if both these guys are playing, it might be a little bit tough. And these both these guys might be able to get it done. Yeah, especially with Joe Burrow playing and the offense looking much better than it did at the beginning of the season. You know, the Bengals were on a roll. Um, did they have their bye or no? No, they didn't have their bye. They played this. They played the Steelers. That's what it was. Yeah. And um, they look good there. <laughs> yeah, they look good there. So it's pretty much a bye playing Steelers. But you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, the, the Bengals offense is back to what we want it to be. You know, it's looking like they're getting primed for a playoff run like they had last season. Same record this year at this time as they did last year at this time. So you can't count out the Bengals offense in any type of game with Joe Burrow quarterback and these two receivers running routes. Uh, T. Higgins, you know, if Jamar Chase is going to be drawing that coverage, I wouldn't be surprised to see T. Higgins have a good game. And maybe yeah. maybe the Titans figure out a way to lock up both of them and Tyler Boyd, now that both receivers are back ahead of him, after, doing, no, after doing nothing with the opportunity to, you know, get some more targets the past few weeks with Jamar Chase out, maybe Tyler Boyd will have his breakout game. I can see it happening because the the Tennessee has given up the eighth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the last eight weeks. So it it could, it could definitely happen this week with both these guys, uh, with all three of these guys healthy. Um, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett have them at 15 and 16. I feel like I always have these guys back to back in rankings. Um, I just prefer Metcalf because of his big playability. Uh, Tyler Lockett also has a big playability, but he just like goes down as soon as he catches it. But, the Raiders, you know, they're they're a, a bad team on defense. They're not, yeah. they're, especially in the secondary, not great. Um, you know, especially in the slot. Like Tyler Lockett runs a lot of his routes in the slot. You know, even though I have Metcalf over Tyler Lockett, like the matchup actually, you know, is preferential towards Lockett because the Raiders have given up the most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year. Lockett runs a lot 
of his routes out of the slot. Um, I'll give you the exact number here. So far this year, Tyler Lockett has run about 40% of his routes from the slot. Um, yeah. So, you know, he runs the majority on the outside, but runs a good amount in the slot, and he can easily, you know, take one, you know, to the house and get a long touchdown against the Raiders. I like them. I like them, these guys this week, and I like Geno Smith um, to potentially throw for, throw for three touchdowns in this game. Yeah, against the Raiders' defense, it's just been atrocious. You know, the re- I mean, I'm surprised. You'll look at last week and say, oh, well, they held the Broncos to 16 points. Well, that's the Broncos. They haven't been over 18 points in, I don't think, any game but one this season. I'm not sure if that's true. But Broncos' offense has been terrible, so don't give the Raiders too many props for that performance. Otherwise, they've been getting torched. DK Metcalf is a matchup nightmare for any type of corner um, that's going to be covering him. So, And Tyler Lockett, you know, I call him, he's very quarterback-friendly. He was with Russell Wilson. He's continued to be that with Geno Smith. Both of these guys are like, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are like the same receiver in terms of their production. You know, if they score a touchdown, they're going to be a mid to high wide receiver too. Otherwise, it's low wide receiver too. The floor is there. The ceiling isn't very high, but you know what you're getting with them week in and week out, and that's really all you can ask for from a wide receiver too, and that's where we have him ranked. Uh, Chris Godwin here at 17. Chris Godwin's been getting it done. You know, he's been getting the targets. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> expect that to continue. Now, if you look at what Cleveland has done against wide receivers, they have definitely been better um, defending slot wide receivers this year. There have been some slot wide receivers who've been able to get it done against them. And, you know, Chris Godwin obviously has a talent to be one of those guys. Uh, but so far this year, Cleveland has been one of the best teams against the slot. They've given up the least amount of fantasy points to slot wide receivers. Maybe you temper expectations a little bit on Chris Godwin this week, but, you know, you started him. <laughs> you yeah, started you're obviously him. starting him. He looked good, you know, going into the bye, too. He caught his first touchdown of the season um, from Tom Brady. So that, that was good news to see. And he only got eight targets compared to, you know, he was averaging, I think, 11 or 12 the first the four weeks before that. But it looks like he's going to continue to be a part of this offense that Tom Brady is looking for each and every week. And if the Buccaneers could be making a playoff run, you know, these receivers might have to turn it up a little bit. And the offense might end up looking better than it has, you know, moving forward. Because right now, what are they? They're five and five. And I think they're atop the NFC South. So if they want to put some distance between them, this offense could, you know, take matters in their own hands. And, and they could get better. With Tom Brady quarterback, there's always that chance. Maybe I should move this guy ahead of Chris Godwin. Maybe. I feel Maybe. pretty confident in Keenan Allen this week. Yeah. He, he ran around on 74% of dropbacks last week in his first game back. He didn't suffer a setback. That's great. <laughs> That's he a low 20... bar to clear, but we got it. <laughs> he, had, he had 29% target share, right? Mike Williams is banged up, and he's going up against the Cardinals defense, giving up the six most fantasy points to slot wide receivers over the last four weeks. And they've yep. been vulnerable to slot wide receivers all year long. And if you look at what Keenan has done um, this year, in his limited snaps, like he's run a route on 65% of his routes from the slot this season. So... This should be a relatively high-scoring game as well. Preciser has this game at a 50-point total, and they have this finishing as a a one-point game to to finish. So that's what we like. Close, high-scoring games for maximum fantasy production. Yep. With Keenan Allen, it's clear Justin Herbert was happy to have him back. And obviously, he wasn't hyper-utilized, but he was definitely getting the targets. Um, You know, it's been a while since Herbert's been able to throw to Keenan Allen, so I'm, I'm not surprised that he had a relatively quiet performance last week. But now that they have this week of practice, you know, he should be playing. He should be practicing in full after playing well last week. Going against Arizona, who's been a pretty bad defense, I think that Keenan Allen's in for a big day. He could return to wide receiver one status. We'll see how that goes. Justin Herbert looked a lot better just having Keenan Allen on the field. 
that was a big thing. I think that Justin Herbert, I called him a bye, you know, a couple of weeks in a row these past few weeks because going into these playoffs, they have a really good schedule. Uh, I think that's going to, you know, hold up. Keenan Allen's going to be there. Uh, Josh Palmer is, looks suddenly looks like he's going to be a, a decent compliment to Keenan Allen. Not that he wasn't before, but he showed some upside last week. Um, you'll have to pay attention to him defense as well. So I think I think that Keenan Allen, he, he could get back to wide receiver one. Um, yeah. this, I think this is a conservative ranking, which makes sense because he so. was quiet last week. Yeah, well, you know, listen, man, he still went over 90 yards. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, like, he just didn't score a touchdown, pretty much. Like, you know, it was a pretty good performance for his first game back, and they did limit his snaps. So, all, yep. you know, that's that's all good. That's what you want, right? It's like, yeah. if they limit his snaps, he still got it done. Now you'll probably be 100% playing on every – you're running around on every single drop back. Good matchup. Love it. I love Keenan yep. Allen this week. Yeah. Um. All right, let's, let's try to speed up through these rankings a little bit. Uh, so we can make it through and take take advantage of our our our, our Black Friday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Ayuk at number nineteen against New Orleans. This is a good matchup. New Orleans has been not great uh, against perimeter wide receivers this year. Um, looking at it right now, they've been better as of late over the last four weeks. Um, but over the last eight weeks, they've they've given the set they've given up the second most fantasy points to perimeter wide receivers. So. They've gotten better, but still, like Brandon Ayuk has been getting it done. Didn't get the targets last week, but two touchdowns. So, yeah, Brandon Ayuk is someone like it's like you can't bench the, bench this guy, right? No. Same thing with Christian Watson. I, I have him at twenty. It's like this guy scored five touchdowns in the last two games. Like, how do you bench him? You know what I'm saying? Like, in, yep. it, the, these types of players, like you know, it's it's hard because how do you reconcile this with guys that you like? You know what I'm saying? Like the guys I have him ranked over. You know, Christian Kirk, Juju, you know, Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, Devontae Smith, Chris Olave, Debo Samuel, you know, and like these guys, like you you want to start those guys, but it's really hard to start them against, you know, uh, you know, over guys who've been getting it done lately. Yeah. Well, with Brandon Ayuk, you know, he he got a bunch of targets the few weeks where Debo Samuel's out. He still got targets when Debo Samuel came back. And then last week he got two targets and turned them both into touchdowns. You know, yeah. he missed that one touchdown. I forget who it was it was against the Chargers. Yeah, he missed that one touchdown catch, and that we'll was drop, you know, yeah. yeah, that was bad. But then he came back and he made up for it. You know, if he's going to get targeted, he's going to score a touchdown. That's the way it was last week. So I, I like Brandon Ayuk. He seems to be a bigger part of this offense. Last last season, it was Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, hyper targeting. You know, giving Debo Samuel all the touches. This time, it's Brandon Ayuk's turn. I, I think that he is he. It makes sense to have him over Debo Samuel in rankings. And then Christian Watson, same thing. Aaron Rodgers happy to throw to him, uh, to be throwing to him, and. He's really the only weapon they have in the receiving game right now. I mean, Alan Lazard, I guess you could say, is there. But Christian Watson's just an athletic freak. And he had his coming out party against Dallas. He continued against Tennessee, which is a good defense. Um, against Philadelphia, it's another tall task, another tough test to see how he'll perform. But I like it. I, I, I like him to you know get it done because, like we talked about, he's really the only one that's moving the ball downfield and scoring touchdowns for the Packers at this point. Aaron Jones is there. And you know he's capable of doing what he needs to do. But... If you want to get a big play, Christian Watson, I think, is the guy you want to go to. And that's he, what Aaron Rodgers has been doing. He can win your week like he's been doing, right? Yep. Um, Christian Kirk, I have him here at number 21. Baltimore is much better on the perimeter than they are against slot wide receivers. So this isn't as bad of a matchup as you might think it is. Baltimore's given up the second most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year, the 13th most over the last four weeks, last eight weeks. So it's not terrible. They've been a lot better on the perimeter. So yep. Christian Kirk, fire him up. I'm not so worried about it. I'm worried about the Baltimore defense looking good um, and, you know, kind of limiting this entire offense. But Christian Kirk, he's been getting it done for you. Continue to start him. 
Um, Juju, you know, it looks like he's going to be back this week. He got a full practice in. So it looks like he's going to be out of the concussion protocol. He's going to be ready to go. And the Rams, you know, they're not really a defense that I really worry about. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they've been not great. And I think Kansas, I think Mahomes can potentially tear them up at home. Uh, Mahomes so can you, tear anybody up at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, matter. you know, with Juju coming back, Kadarius Tony being hurt, like he's an afterthought at this point. Um, you know, Juju is going to go back to what he was doing, you know, before yep. uh, before he got concussed. Yeah, he had three really good weeks before he got concussed, you know, in terms of targets and production. Um you know, 22 points, 25 points, 18 points in PPR. And then he went from five targets to eight targets to 12 targets. He upped his reception total from five, seven to 10 each of the uh, three weeks. He didn't score a touchdown in the third week, but before they had two touchdowns back to back and 200 yards games before um, that 12 target, 10 catch, 88 yard performance. So he was doing his thing. He looked really good, um, you know, before Kadarius Tony came in and, you know, all the hype was around him because Juju was out. But it doesn't look like Kadarius Tony's going to be the guy that we wanted him to be. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to continue to get it done. He's still clearly the wide receiver one there, even though I had high hopes for Kadarius Tony. I know you did too because you oh, started yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Jacoby Myers at number 23 here. I obviously had you know high hopes for him this week, uh, but he got hurt early, unfortunately, after a really good catch. He would have had a good game, I feel like, yeah. against that cheese defense. Minnesota was terrible against slot wide receivers, but whatever. That was yesterday. Yeah. Michael Pittman, I have him at 24. Paris Campbell at 25. Pittsburgh's defense, you know, they, they come and go. Uh, we'll see what they could do. But yeah. they are not great against wide receivers. No, they're not. And it's funny because, you know, TJ Watt's back, and I think they had Minka Fitzpatrick too. They had both of them on the field the first first time in a few weeks or at least maybe the season. I'm not sure. It's been a while, though. It's and it's funny because they, but they came back and they had one of their worst performances of the season against the Bengals last week. Um, so... We'll see how they do. Like you said, they are come and go. This is a much easier matchup for them. You know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. The offensive line for Indianapolis has been shoddy at best. Yeah. Um, between the two, Paris Campbell has a much better matchup. Michael Pittman on the left side. The Steelers have been decent um, mm -hmm. on the left side lately. Um, but the, the Steelers have been given, given up the fourth most fantasy points to slot wide receivers this year. Tyler Boyd couldn't take advantage of it last week, but hopefully Paris Campbell can this week. Yeah. Um, Devontae Smith at 26th. Uh, this might be a little bit low for Devontae. It just so happens that I liked a, I liked a lot of the matchups before him. I feel like yeah. he finishes higher than 26 this week because of that target share going up. Uh, but we'll see. Chris Olave, you know, against San Francisco. Who are you who where are you putting Olave here? I have him at 27, which is seems super low. Yeah, like uh, I think it's very low. Look at the guys ahead of him. Who would you start? Just don't say Jacoby Myers because he 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 played yesterday. Yeah, I'm not going to say Jacoby Myers. I would put him besides over him. Who would you who would you put him over? I put him over Pittman. I put him over Campbell. I put him over Devontae Smith. I want to put him over Juju Smith-Schuster, but Patrick Mahomes has made yeah. him fantasy relevant. He's been very good when they play together the past few weeks. So I would kind of slide him in at 23. Would you have started him over Jacoby? Probably, right? Um, I feel like I would have, but Jacoby Myers, I do like Jacoby Myers. Don't get it mixed up. You know, I, I'm yeah. a Jacoby Myers guy. Um, I think so. You would have good. had him a 23 24 as a low end wide receiver, too. Basically. Yeah, that's where okay. I would. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too far off then. I'm not like oh, yeah. crazy far. Off. If, if I had to choose between Paris Campbell and Olave, I'm choosing Paris Campbell. Uh, I would choose Pittman, Olave. But... Pittman, I would probably go Olave, I would say. But even All though right. I have, uh, maybe I should have Paris Campbell over Pittman this week because I really like his matchup. It, it might seem very low with Chris Olave having him there, but we talked about you know Andy Dalton going against a 49ers defense. It's just been uh, crazy in San Francisco. So, it's yeah. just I feel I feel I don't feel great about the situation. Honestly, no. uh, it makes um, sense. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Debo Samuel at 28, Alan Lazard at 29, Cortland Sutton at 30. Um, so, yes, I am starting Christian Watson over Alan Lazard. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lazard did get the targets last week, and Christian Watson didn't. Well, Lazard has the targets, but who's getting the touchdowns? Like, you know. Boom. There you go. That's the analysis that we need to hear. So there's, there's, <laughs> that's the thing. So sometimes you can say, oh, well, is a guy touchdown dependent after he scores five touchdowns in two weeks? I wouldn't call that touchdown dependent. I think that, you know, he's getting it done anyway. Obviously, right. the target share hasn't been there like Alan Lazard, but you watch the game, the flow of the game. Christian Watson isn't touchdown dependent. He's a big play machine. Um, yes. You could say Gabe Davis is touchdown dependent. Maybe that's true, but he's also a big play machine. You know, so with that kind of production, you have to rank him over guys who've been consistently getting seven, eight targets a game, but only putting up 10 points. You know, so it's like exactly that's the way it has to be. Alan Lazard is not a ceiling fantasy football player. And I wouldn't even call him a floor fantasy football player. I mean, he's got he's got the targets recently. Yeah, not at this point. But he's Christian not a, there. He's not a very good receiver, you know. Yeah. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers was like in love with him. He was like campaigning for him. I think it was a couple of years back. But Alan Lazard, you know, he, he he's yeah. a plug and play. You know, I'm gonna call him last resort. But you know, he's definitely not your first choice in your lineup. Cortland Sutton, um, I have him at 30 here. It looks like Judy might not play again this week because he hasn't practiced yet. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what that looks like uh, against Carolina. It could be oh, a really bad game between Denver and Carolina because yeah, this is a good Carolina defense. It might be the shittiest game I've ever seen. Bad offense and then a bad, bad Carolina offense against a good Denver defense. It could be so low scoring. <laughs> like, man. It's going to be bad. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 